in the blood. We're going to sing all four verses. Amen. You may be seated. Any praises tonight? Amen. Anyone else? Amen. Well, I do want to praise the Lord that the accident Brenda and her dad were in was not too bad. Hopefully, the and just continue to pray that hopefully the car will be able to get fixed soon. Anyone else? Brother Tim? Amen. Amen. Yep. Brother Kaiser. I'm thankful for traveling mercies, as you you know, travel on the road. Amen. Thank you. Just after the storm, and everything, and uh, hopefully stay healthy. Pretty 
man. Yep. Anyone else? Miss Mona? I want to praise God that uh, Mama finished her home health. And that uh, God is good because uh, her strength could have been worse. Uh, and the fact that, you know, when he protected her with the first one she had, she didn't even know she was having one. So uh, God is good. Amen. You know, he's, he's so faithful. And he just protects us. And we don't even realize that he's protecting us. It's amazing to watch that when, she, when I found out she, she had a stroke, I was like, okay, now what is this going to end up causing her not being able to do? But then to come to realize that all it did was for a split few minutes take her ability to actually form the words and then come out clearly and then turn around, she was back to forming her words with no problem. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's so funny it, because, I mean, you think of, I just remember the, the time in church when she got she was very, very nauseous that day. Um, and how we just thought she's just dealing with vertigo and, you know, it just makes her nauseous and that's that. Yeah. But that was a sign of the aphid that she was having. Yeah. Um, and we didn't realize that. Wow. Um, and just how God protects you and does all the things you can't do, even when you try to control things, he knows you, that you can't control anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and he still works on our behalf. And so I just want to praise yeah. God. Yeah. 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 Amen. Anyone else? Brother Tim? I'd like to say again, I'd like to praise the Lord for Brother Kaiser this morning. And that's just so, again, encouragement, positive thinking. I tell you, we really need to hear this. We walk outside these doors, we get bombarded with stuff. And and we need to keep the right perspective. Oh, yeah. Anyone else? We'll continue to pray for Pastor Miss Pam. They... I probably already start. He has probably already started his last night at this prophecy conference with Brother Jeff's church. So he should be traveling back either tonight or probably sometime tomorrow. So pray for them traveling mercies. He uh, talked to him this afternoon. He goes, "Man, it has worn me out to have." I mean, he preached Wednesday night, Thursday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, then this morning, and he's doing it again tonight. Mm. Yeah. And then turn around, you know, then he's got to come and he'll be, be again here on Wednesday. It's, 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 yeah. Anyone else? You know, with to be honest, I'll say, brother, 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 to be honest, when we started it, how long have we been doing Master's Club now? Almost three. Is that coming? Because I was 18 when we started it, and I'm so it's almost 10 years, and we've been doing it. When we started 10 years ago, none of us really knew what we were doing either. <laughs> I will say, though, the praise for me when it comes to Master's Club, by the way, to piggyback off of, it was 
actually working with the kids in Masters Club where it was at that moment I realized, you know what, this is what God wants me to do is working with kids. Yeah. yeah. And then as, you know, Masters Club went and we started being concerned over what about the teenagers, what are they going to do? Once again, God put on my heart, well, that's where you need to be. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. But I thought he's here and I said, I'm a Marine. I'm a Marine. Yeah, right. Hello. Amen. Amen for that. Get it right one day. <laughs> You know, they say you're not supposed to laugh and have fun in church. It's a Please. serious time. For, I'm sorry. Please. He was talking this morning about he does not, Brother Kaiser does not like being around negative people, and I'm around negative people all day, every day at work. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm glad to be able to come to church and have fun, yeah. laugh, but then yeah, also still hello. be serious around yeah, God's yeah. Word. Right, right. Amen. Well, Brother Kaiser? Yes, sir. It's all yours. Thank you. All right. Good evening, everybody. I, I today I, I actually went out to lunch and I found out when somebody gets ordained, it's called being sautéed, marinated. Never heard of that one. I even forgot the thing. Marinated. Yeah, marinated. Somebody came up with this. Miss Bethany came up with. Somebody got ordained and they they were marinated. What? In the world, did you get? Where did you get that from? Oh yeah, she her brain was she wanted to eat food is what her brain was. <laughs> I don't know. It's a little it's a little crazy today to go out and eat. Seriously, it's a little nuts. Like there's nobody in the parking lot, but you still have to wait a half an hour. Is that what they just like to wait? And let you do twenty five minutes exactly twenty five minutes. They got they got it like timed. It's absolutely nuts. Listen, if I was a waiter or a waitress, I, I can handle three or four tables. Hello? Come on, are you kidding me? That's more money I make, amen? I'm all about the money. Watch out, girl. <laughs> Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3. Tonight we're going to look at the dangers of being a lukewarm Christian. Hello. Revelation chapter 3, from you Bible scholars, that's the last book in the Bible in case you are having a hard time finding that, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> don't look at me that way, I don't want to hear it. I'm not talking to her, I'm talking to you, crazy man. Revelation 3, you're the one who's got the kids. Amen, hello, come on now. Revelation 3, 13 through 16, let's pray. Lord, we love you, thank you for the tonight, thank you for the opportunity we have. I pray, wash me and cleanse me with your blood from all my sin. I pray we might hear from heaven. I pray, encourage me and encourage us tonight. And help us to understand that there is a life we need to live before a lost and dying world. And I pray you help me to get across exactly what you have me to say tonight. And uh, we'll be careful to give the praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Revelation chapter 3, beginning in verse number 13. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Now, let me just pause just for a minute. When I was married for 45 years, sometimes my wife would say to me, you're not listening to me. Sometimes when I was growing up, my dad would say, you're not hearing me. Like you're not paying attention. 
Now here the Lord says, he that hath ears, let him hear what the Spirit saith. Now, I, I don't know. Sometimes I might I get to church and I don't sit a lot of times over there, but sometimes I do. And sometimes I want to have selective hearing. And I'll think the message is for somebody else. But it really is for me. And I have to be open enough to allow the Holy Spirit to do what he needs to do in my heart. And I just went to a little bit of a conference. I needed some preaching. So that's just the way that goes. You should never escape preaching. That's what I'm just trying to say. Amen. Come on. Preach it, brother. All right, here we go. Verse 14. And unto the angel of the church of the Odysseans write, These things saith the amen, the faithful and the true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou were cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Wow. Now, I don't know about you. I don't know if you've ever drank something that's lukewarm. First of all, if something is supposed to come to my table, wherever I go, I want it. It's supposed to be cold. It should be cold. Okay? And when it's hot, I want the thing to burn my mouth out. My wife just said, you're out of control. I want it so hot, it burns my mouth out. I'm just, seriously, like, there's nothing worse than having a baked potato brought to you at the table and it's cold and the, and the butter doesn't melt. Seriously? I mean, I know I live in America, but come on, please. I like to have it hot. So, so just imagine if you go and you, you're ready to drink some cold water, but it's not cold. It's like lukewarm. That's that word spew it out of your mouth, like psh, like that. I'm sp- I won't spray on you, I promise. But anyway. <laughs> So I want to look at three types of Christianity tonight uh, and then give you a couple points after that. The first is cold Christianity. And I have this little definition. It's like Lot sitting in Sodom, carnal, fleshly, away from God, with no apparent between difference between it and the world. Turn your Bibles to Genesis chapter 13. Genesis chapter 13. I don't know if you ever think about it, but but to be honest with you, um, basically Lot, basically Lot is living off of Abram's blessing. He's not living off his own blessing. He's literally on welfare. Literally, he really is being taken care of because God is blessing Abram, and because Abram takes him with him, and we could go into all the debate of whether he should have gone or not, but. He tries to reckon, really to rescue him from a pagan world. And literally the whole time he's being blessed. Okay? Now here you go. All right. 13, 8 through. And Abram said unto Lot, Let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee. Now the, the land's getting pretty big. Well, the land's getting smaller, and they're, they got big stuff going on. And so now his herdsmen and their herdsmen... Or having problems. They can't get along. Did you ever have a problem where you didn't get along? Hello? 
And sometimes it causes some strife. So Abram's got a solution. Here we go. For, watch what he says. For we be brethren. I like that. We be. Amen. That's probably where they got it from. North Carolina. We be. We be. All right, here, verse 9. Is not the whole land before thee? Separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. If thou wilt take the left hand, then I will go to the right. If thou wilt depart to the right hand, then I will go to the left. Now here's a problem. And Lot lifted up his eyes. You better watch what you look and what you see, because sometimes it's not all that it's cracked up to be. And behold, all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before the, the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord. Like the land of Egypt, as thou comest unto Zoar. And Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan. And Lot journeyed east, and they separated themselves one from another. And Abram dwelled in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain. Now watch it now. And pitched his tent toward Sodom. But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. Verse 14, And the Lord said unto Abram, After that lot was separated from him, Lift up thine eyes and look from the place where thou art, northward and southward and eastward and westward. For all the land which thou seest to thee will I give thee, and to thy seed forever. Now, here's a question. <laughs> Could the brethren have gotten along? God's going to bless this man. Hello. But I, maybe Abram, Abram and Lot wouldn't have really been getting along, and maybe his heart of those type of people were not for God or to God, and they need to be separated. Now, I don't know where you get to the point, but I say this all the time, when you get in sin, you become insane. And Lot becomes to a point where wicked Sodom is so bad, eventually when the angels come to visit and the men want the angels, he volunteers his daughters. I mean, a guy ought to have been shot. You know what I mean? He should have been shot. I mean, seriously. Now, I never had daughters, but I know probably if I had a daughter... Uh, I, you, them guys better not mess with my daughter. I'm just trying to say, I got a granddaughter. You better not mess with my granddaughter. I'm just telling you, I'm going to take you out. I mean, seriously, I'll go to jail for that. You know what I'm talking? I'm just saying, I'm just saying. So God gave me boys. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Cause them girls, I'm telling you, man, come on now. And you know, them guys come around they think they're slick, you know? Oh, oh, I live. Stop. You just stop. You don't love her. You lust her. That's what you want. Amen. You need to be shot, amen? Bring them around me. I'll, bring them to me. I'll help them out a little bit, amen? Hello. So he gives away, getting ready to give away his daughters, and bottom line is, watch it, he's so connected to the world, the angels have to pull him out before Sodom gets destroyed. They're not supposed to turn around and look, but Mama decides to turn around and look, and she turns to stone. Now watch it very, very carefully. When you become a cold Christian, this is talking about like sometimes he'd rather you be cold or hot. He doesn't want you in the middle because you know where you are. M most people who I meet who are cold, 
and who I've dealt with with young people in my ministry, when they're cold, they know they're cold. They're like no bones about it. And, and, and they I really don't excuse their sin, but they know where they are. It's one thing I liked about the inner city of Philadelphia for 18 years when I dealt with people there. They knew where they were. There no airs about it. You know what I mean? Like, hello. But now you think, you know, you're all that in a bag of chips. And you're not living close to God just a little bit. And before you know it, this guy, hello, gets messed up from a bad choice, which was caused by what he saw. Listen, you can look at a car and think it's pretty good running, and then the engine might not be too good. Hello, you got to watch what you look at. You got to know. So, lot, that's the first one. All right? Cold. All right. Lukewarm. Uh, 2 Timothy 3, 1 to 5. I think we looked at that this morning. 2 Timothy. Three, one to five. I put lukewarm Christianity, just like we talked this morning, has a form of godliness. Here we go. Second Timothy three, one to five. This know also that in last days perilous times shall come. We we got any perilous times coming right now? <laughs> Hello. Watch it now. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Hello. Come on now. Now, in case you women try to skip that out, that is a generalized road for everybody. Thank you very much. I'm just trying to say. Thank you very much. Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. And I, this is a big one right here. Unthankful. Whew. Now, I preach in chapels everywhere. Sometimes I've met some of the Christian kids that are the most unthankful kids. It's just ridiculous. Seriously. You, you forgot your manners. Like, you always should say please, and you should always say thank you. When I was growing up, it happened to me one time. Dad gave me something. I didn't say thank you. He took it back. Now, I might not, listen, I might be dumb, but I ain't stupid. That happened one time, just one time. You hold the door for people. You got a little bit of manners about you. Here we go. Unthankful, unholy. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. <laughs> if you believe in something and you believe according to the Bible, they want to make fun of you. They'll promote everything they got going on. Hello. Yeah, people, people and kids can't even know what they are, whether they're male or female. Are you kidding me? It's ridiculous. I was in Delaware. Listen, I was in Delaware, and a guy I had on his tag, I don't know if he was guy or girl, it said them. Them. Oh, that's, uh, they don't know where they are. And if you, watch it, now if you go against them, you got a problem. What? The Bible's against them. <laughs> They're created male or female. I'm just trying to say here. Are you crazy? And some of the most grossest things that grossed me out was two guys kiss. I want to, I want to puke. I just want to puke. I just want to puke. Are you serious? You've got to be kidding me. Anyway, 
Anyway, we won't get into that. I'll go on a rabbit trail and I'll lose my, my part of my salvation in a minute. Amen? Unholy. Watch it. Here we go. Here it is. Without natural affection. Now imagine how a kid grows up in that kind of background. Come on now. And now, now they're allowed to adopt. What? We, we, we have really... <laughs> We have really gone all the way. <laughs> the pendulum has totally swung out there. Whew, man. Here we go. Truce breakers. It used to be a day I remember when I was growing up. My dad, if you shook your hand on somebody who's working on your house, that was good enough. If you can get somebody to come to your house to work on your house, hopefully you got somebody who will finish the job when they're started. Hello. We're living in a different world today. Hello. False accuser, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Come on now. There we are. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Having the form of godliness but denying the power thereof Watch it now. The Bible says, from such turn away. Yeah, amen. Come on now. Shouldn't have any parts of that nonsense. Shouldn't be listening to their stuff they're, they're propagating. Come on now. You shouldn't be any part of it. They're not us. They're, 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 they're not even close to God, if even saved. Now, I remember being a Roman Catholic. Come on now. I mean, 12 years of Catholic school. Taught about God in my head, but I was so far from God. Come on now. I'm doing it because I was required to do it. It's not until you get God from your head to your heart that will change your life. That's a lukewarm Christian. Number three is a hot Christian. Romans chapter 12, 1 and 2. Familiar one that we know. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a what kind of sacrifice? sacrifice. Holy, acceptable unto God, which is your what? So here's my question. Here's my question. You're heady. So what reasonable service are you doing for God? Supposed to be doing something, right? Now, now, let me just help here. We're all a little busy. But that doesn't give you any excuse. We're supposed to be doing some kind of reasonable service in God's economy. Okay? All right, here you go. Verse number two. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. There's that it, renewing your mind again, that ye may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Now, I don't know. I deal with a lot of young people. And I say to them, do you, do you know what God wants you to do in your life? And they look at me like I'm from some other planet. I said, all you have to do is ask God. It's getting really quiet right now. Come on. But you need to know what God wants you to do. Now, if God wants you to work and God wants you to stay in your job, that's fine. But you ought to ask God what he wants you to do beside that. Hello? 
And often, sometimes, I think people miss their calling because they never ask him. And, I, and, and, and just to be honest with you, sometimes other people can reach a different type of culture of people than I can. And, and we ought to be reaching who we can reach and what we can do. Come on, because it's our reasonable service. Amen. Somebody's got to reach them. Somebody has to. I have down here, sometimes what we call well-bounds, God calls vomit. Why would God tell this church that he'd rather have them cold? Why would God choose an F student cold over a C student lukewarm? Why wouldn't we have a nominal Christian over an inadequate one? Here's why. And I'm going to give you three points, maybe three. Ah, we'll get out of here early. We'll be fine. First one is he is in spiritual danger. So somebody who is a lukewarm Christian, he's in spiritual danger, and he doesn't even know. Uh, Revelation 3.17. Revelation 3.17. Revelation 3.17. He is in spiritual danger. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increase with goods, and have need of what? Mm. And knowest not that thou art wretched, and miserable, and poor, and blind, and naked. Wow. Wow. You know, sometimes, sometimes, you ready? Prosperity can get you in trouble. <laughs> and, and, and before you know it, you could think, you know what, I'm all this in a bag of chips. You know, I have to worry about my retirement. I have to get settled on my 401. And the only 401 I get is when I get to heaven, amen, I'm just trying to say. I'm looking for the retirement up there, amen. And I'm not saying you don't, you're not stupid and unwise. That's not what I'm talking about. But that's not the most important thing. Because we become, you ready? dependent on what we have, and literally we're increased with goods and we just think we have need of nothing. And then the Lord said, you're wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Woo! Come on now, just think about the Pharisees back then. <laughs> the, 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 they think they're doing lukewarm the way they are. All they know, all they got going on, they know more than the Lord does. And then he just answers a question that they can't answer. <laughs> I was reading my Bible, and they said, and they asked him, he said, well, by what power do you do these miracles? And the Lord said, uh, uh, let me ask you a question. <laughs> when John came, <laughs> was he from heaven? <laughs> come on now. Or was he from, come on, this world? They said, they said, if, if he's from heaven, everybody deemed him as a prophet. Watch it. If, if he's from this earth, born in this earth, but yet God is blessing him, they said, watch, here's what they said. We know not where he got his power. And then the Lord said, uh, neither do I need to tell you where I got my power. <laughs> I'm thinking like, I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine questioning the Lord? Come on now. The audacity. And then see him die on the cross. You send him to the cross to die. Can you imagine? Your own people. 
your own people. 1 John chapter 2 says this, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passed away, and the lust thereof, watch it now, but he that doeth the will of God abideth for how long? Ever. So, you ready? Watch. It's away from the world and toward God. Amen. Our problem is we're too far over here and not enough over there. Mm-hmm. And we're allowing the world to dictate and tell us the way we should be. Mm-hmm. When we should only allow God to tell us that. That's right, brother. <laughs> Amen. I was thinking about Solid Rock when we opened our church and we had our church open. And that was during the whole COVID thing. Our, our church, our church, was safer to go to church than it was to go to Walmart. We spent, we bought two air purifiers at thirty-five thousand dollars a piece, seventy grand. We had people COVID certified to clean the place. We originally had a cleaning place come in and COVID certify the whole place. We had a temperature check on everybody that came in, and everybody had to wear a mask. And if you didn't feel like you could not be compromised, you could stay home because it went live stream. And they find us every service we were open, the pastor and the associate pastor, which came to a total of about thirty-five to $37,000 in fines. But the liquor store was essential. So what are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to listen to God or are we supposed to listen to man? And literally what happened, I mean, news got involved in it in the whole nine yards. And now what they want to do is they want that to go away and just say it's okay. But we ain't letting it go away. Amen. It's, it's went through the appellate court. It's probably going to go to the Supreme Court just for the sense of religious liberty. Amen. Hello? Right, and so it doesn't matter that's your thirty-five and thirty-seven thousand dollars worth of fines. We're just showing it on a principle that we should have been able to open to allow people to come to church. Amen. Now here you go. Let me throw you this curveball. So you would think during that time our church attendance would go down. Our church attendance went up because wow. people couldn't go to church, so they came to our church. So the so you ready? Watch. So the amount of people that came increased by thirty-five percent. Because they had no other church to go to. Come on now. Kick that devil right in the teeth with that one. Come on now. Hello. I didn't figure that one out, did you? Come on now. What I'm trying to say to you is we're not supposed to obey man. Exactly. Come on. We're supposed to obey God. And just do what God wants us to do. And God will bless that. And now we're in a point where people are getting saved and baptized. Because now they're coming to a church that preaches salvation. And their church didn't preach salvation. And now you got on Thursday night, you got to teach them new, new Christian stuff because you got a whole bunch of people coming new in the church. Hello, come on. You just got to understand that sometimes in our life, we're in spiritual danger and we don't even realize it. Number two, he's in spiritual poverty. Revelation 3, stay there, 18 and 19. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, and thou mayest be rich, and white raiment that thou mayest be clothed, 
and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thy eyes with eye salve that thou mayest see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and do what? You just allow hobbies and sports and fishing and games and electronics and Xboxes, and you just look and see how much time that takes. If you don't see a kid today, if you don't see a kid today, on a phone or a tablet and sitting there with nothing in their hand, it's like unusual. I'm just, we were on the van today, we're going to eat, and this little guy was talking about somebody having a neck problem because of, it's called the neck tech or something, because you're looking at the phone. Listen, listen, listen. You can get messed up on this stuff. Better men than me have gotten messed up on this stuff. You just allow the stinking devil to gain some time in there. Now watch, watch. But then, but then, watch it, watch it. But then we have so much, come on, such a hard time to read our Bible and pray. I wonder why. What else is consuming your time? I'll help you out with your schedule. Just give it to me. Thank you very much. Okay, hello. You got to spend time. And the bottom line, in my case, it's got to be early. And we just got to make sure that we're not in a place of spiritual poverty, that we just don't acknowledge that God is trying to speak to us and to make changes. And number three, we'll be finished. He's in spiritual separation. Separation from the Savior, not to the Savior. Revelation 3.20. Revelation 3.20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. Now, 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 let me ask you a question. When's the last time the Holy Spirit of God was knocking on your door to make some changes, but you're not listening? Now, I remember when I first went out soul winning, I had a little thing going on. I still do it, but here I go like this. And when somebody goes... I said, I got me one now. <laughs> they know the response. Dun, 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 dun. Bum, bum. So let me ask you a question. So how open are you to the Holy Spirit of God speaking to you? How open am I to the Holy Spirit of God to speak to me? It's not supposed to him hammering over my head. I'm supposed to be listening to a still small voice. And I'd been there, and so was Elijah. He was looking for him in the mountain. <laughs> He's looking for him in the wind. He was looking for him in the earthquake. And then it was a still small voice. Hey, we got to get back to that. Listening to God with a still small voice. And understand that he wants to guide and direct us everywhere 
we're supposed to go. One of the verse, turn to James chapter 4, verse 8. James 4, 8. James 4, 8 says this, Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts. You hear what it says? Ye double-minded. The only way to find out where you are, and I don't know where you are if you're cold. You might be just hot, but you might be lukewarm. The things you have to do is, number one, you have to recognize that you're in spiritual danger. There are warning signs. Ask God for help. Can you remember when you were on fire before? Go back to the place. <laughs> Go back to Bethel. You can return to God. You're still alive. I got this little thing and I'll be done. What is your excuse? Jacob was a cheater. Paul had a temper. David had an affair. Noah got drunk. Jonah ran from God. Paul was a murderer. Gideon was insecure. <laughs> he was so insecure, he needed God to have the fleece wet, not that he needed to dry. I mean, just come on, please. Miriam was a gossip. How'd that work out for her? Come on now. Mary was a warrior. Thomas was a doubter. Sarah was impatient. Zacchaeus was short. Abraham was old, and Lazarus was dead. Now, what's your excuse? <laughs> And we think God can't use us. <laughs> Hello, come on, please. Have you ever messed up in your life? Join the crowd. <laughs> and you're going to keep messing up. But there's a God greater than all that. And we just got to know where we are in our lives. And we just need to make changes in our life. Heads bowed, eyes closed. I'm through. I'm finished. I appreciate your attention. Appreciate your effort tonight. I want to say this tonight in, in invitation time. I want to say this. Don't get comfortable. Don't get comfortable where you are in your seat. And, and don't, don't forget about this altar right up here. That's what it's here for. And you might not be able to kneel down here, but you could stand here. So if God spoke to your heart tonight, and I don't know how he spoke, I don't know if you got cold things going on, lukewarm things, or you want to be more hot. If God spoke to you tonight, why don't you come down this old-fashioned altar and talk to him tonight? Come on, come on. Make an altar call tonight. Come on.
Pastor come and receive a love offering. So Darren, could you please pray for us? Dear God, thank you for this evening, Lord. Thank you for that wonderful message, Lord. Help us to uh, saturate in that message throughout the week. Mm. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 You know, Brother Kaiser, a lot of people don't believe me when I say this when it comes to you giving the example of the water. Lukewarm water really actually does make my stomach sick. I can't drink. No. I can't drink lukewarm water. If I drink, if I'm drinking anything, it's got to be unless other than coffee. But then even sometimes coffee, I can drink ice cold. But it's got to be ice. I mean, the glass has to be full of ice. It's got to be cold. Coffee, especially during the winter, it's got to be hot. It can't be lukewarm. Can't. Nope. It's got to be hot during the summer. Sometimes cold during the summer. We'll see. <laughs> well, good to see everybody tonight. He pray for Pastor. He'll be traveling back. Yeah. Gotta get them safe. And then when are you leaving, Brother Kaiser? I'm leaving in the morning. Morning and I leave. So you get to spend some time at home for a little bit anyway. Yes, sir. That's good. Well, I'll be here on Wednesday. Pastor will be back. Probably still tired, but that's all right. That's how, that's how it is. Let's all stand. We'll be dismissed in prayer. But Tim, can you please close for us? Lord God, we just thank you for your goodness and mercy. We thank you for being with us tonight, Lord. For using Brother Kaiser, Lord, to speak to our hearts, Lord, and draw us close to you and, and help us, Lord, to reflect and, and take a self uh, close look at our lives and how we can be used better for you and how we need to be hot, not cold or lukewarm, Lord, for you, Lord. Lord, help us to be listening to the Spirit of God when the Spirit of God talks to us, Lord. Please, and, please. Uh, help us to be sensitive to your Spirit and obedient to your Spirit. Yes. You say in your word, obedience is better than sex. We just thank you for all that you do, Lord. We pray that you give us a good week. Help us in all that we do. Help us to be a positive influence in the world, Lord, as we yeah. go out there, Lord, and uh, be an encouragement to people. Lord, be with Brother Kaiser as he, as he travels. And we thank you for him coming down. We just pray that you be with him, give him traveling mercies, and pray that you use him uh, in the revival uh, that he's going to, Lord, yes. like you used him here today, Lord. We just pray that you'll, your, your spirit will dwell on him. Yes. We just thank you for all that you do, Lord. Be with Pastor and give him travel mercy. Please, Lord, as he comes back, may you be with him as he's uh, down there preaching that conference. And you use him, Lord, to, to speak to hearts. Now we just thank you for all that you do. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.